Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of My Point of View with me, Camila. Yes, I still hate my intro. We're just gonna keep on looking past that. But happy whatever day, I think Sunday, but whatever it is when you're listening to this. Yeah, we're like by the end of May almost. It's so crazy. When I'm recording this is the 23rd. And to me, it's just so crazy how time has pl- flown by. But yeah, welcome. Today's episode is going to be a different kind of episode. I'm not going to do a week recap. I mean, if you wanted to know, my week has been the same as my like past four weeks. But I wanted to do... I, I don't know. I don't remember where I said it. I think in my second episode, I said that May was Mental Health Month. And that... Mental health week is was well is from the eighteenth to the twenty fourth of May. Yes, to the eighteenth of the twenty fourth of May, and I wanted to upload this episode on the last day of Mental Health Week. So yeah, so that's what the episode is about. It's all about mental health and raising awareness and fighting the stigma, and I think I've gotten like a very nice approach to it. I'm not gonna get how to say it, very personal, maybe, not like I've done in past episodes, because I've never been, like, officially diagnosed with something, so I don't want to just say, hey, I have this, and I really don't know, because I haven't ever been diagnosed, but uh, I think that nowadays, especially nowadays, with pandemics and just life crisis everyone is having, it's good to just be aware of your mental health because, I mean, I think that what you have to stay with from this episode is that you don't have any kind of physical health if you don't have mental health. And I know that's kind of like an obvious, but people just don't remember that, you know. Nowadays, we're so worried and occupied of, you know, washing our hands and wearing our face masks. And that is completely valid and totally okay. But we also have to be in touch with what is going on on our minds because it's just as equally as important all year round and every day, no matter what is going on in the world. So, yeah, that's what's been going on. Just some FYS. I'm recording this differently than past times. I'm recording this just very like nostalgic, like the very first episode I record in my room, which I don't know why it's nostalgic, but I just get so cringy when I record in my room because I feel like the people in my house, basically my family, there's no more people in my house, are listening to me and that kind of just makes me cringe. But whatever, we're going to look past that. If you hear a weird sound... I don't know if you can hear, but it's the chair that I'm sitting on. My nice, sweet chair. <laughs> and also, I'm editing what I'm recording, like the last one. And I'm listening to myself while I record, which is also still weird. But I kind of like it. I kind of like listening to myself. I'm getting more in touch with my voice and what I'm saying. And also, I put like a little, I don't know what this is, thing over my microphone. I'm hoping to switch microphones for the next 
I mean episode five or episode six. But I have to buy something for my computer, so it's just, you know, whatever technology things I need for that microphone to work. And for that, on what I'm trying to say is that I want to use a better microphone, and I have it. I just need to fix some things on my computer first. So while I'm that, I'm just using this little microphone thingy that I'm using that I've been using and it's not the best it's not the most professional one but I still love it and I put like a little softener like DIY softener so you can listen to me better and I don't know more clearly and better with the peace and the bees I don't know I mean I read it on the internet and I was like okay let's try it so I'm trying it so yeah, so that's the FYS for the episode. Um, this episode is going to be, again, differently. But I really like how I structure it, I think. I have my little notebook here with my notes. And I think it's got, I'm very excited for this episode, and I think you're going to like it. Or I hope, at least. So, let's get started. So, first we're going to talk about the term mental health. Which mental health refers to a cognitive, behavioral, and emotional well-being this is something I took from the World Health Organization which says that people sometimes use the term mental health to mean the absence of a mental disorder but but here's the important thing epic mental health epic, you know when it's like as the best it can be it's not only about avoiding active conditions but also about looking after ongoing wellness and happiness so Again, the World Health Organization says that preserving and restoring mental health is crucial on an individual basis as well as thought different communities and societies. Thought? No. Throughout. Oh my God, sorry. Throughout different communities and societies. So, yeah. I mean, mental health is not only not having a condition or not suffering from depression, anxiety, blah, blah, blah. It's also about, you know looking after your own wellness and your happiness and I think that that is just something that everyone should know. So I I read that the National Alliance on Mental Illness in the USA says that at least one in five adults experience mental health problems each year. One in five. Which means basically everyone, or at least everyone that is listening to this, knows someone that has, ex- has experienced or is experienced Thing or is gonna experience a mental health issue, problem, however you wanna call it. So, also everyone has some risk of developing a mental health disorder. It doesn't matter like age, sex, income, ethnicity. I mean, it's just it really doesn't matter. I mean, I I read somewhere that w- women are more inclined to I don't know have anxiety of something, but really it doesn't matter. Yeah, just you can have a great job and a lot of money and you can be a mother or not a mother. You can have kids that you love and a family that loves you or not. And you're at the same risk of suffering any kind of mental disorder, condition, however you want to put it out. So a good mental health depends on a delicate balance of factors and that several elements of life and the world at large can work together to contribute to disorders. 
I know that's kind of like a lot, but it's true, you know, to have a good mental health you need, it's not only up to you, it's up to the world, so that's why I think that the current condition that we're at, which is a very crisis condition with people dying and people losing jobs and just this big illness that no one knows about, it just threats your mental health, either if you want it or not. There, there's no way that something like this is not affecting your mind, you know? So I think that is okay and it's something that everyone should do. We should start talking about it more often, especially during a global pandemic. I think people should be more open about what's going on with their minds and how they are feeling, you know? But we're going to talk about later. Now I want to talk about a couple of things I've watched and a couple things I recommend you and I'm gonna of course link everything down below but first we're gonna talk about a TED talk that I watched I'm not a very TED talk watcher uh I don't know why but I I searched one about mental health I mean I, I typed mental health TED talks and I found one that I thought was perfect and he says I mean he says doctor I'm gonna tell you now who he is and how he's called but he says some things that are key to fight the stigma and I think it puts a lot of things in perspective. So this tech talk was given by Dr. Jeffrey Lieberman, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, it's gonna be linked down below if I haven't pronounced it correctly, but it's called Imagine There Was No Stigma to Mental Health. It's from 2016 and it's like a 22 minute TED talk is really, really good and I really recommend you watch the whole thing. But there's a part, I mean, he started saying, talking about mental health and what it is, whatever. And then he says that 20% of the world's population suffers from a mental health disorder. That's one in five at some point in their life, which means one billion people worldwide suffer from a mental health disorder once in their life. I don't know why that number, like a billion people worldwide, just totally hit me and I was like, whoa, one billion. But people usually like, I don't know how you say it, but they feel it more personal when you say one in five. Because it's basically like everyone knows someone that has gone through or is going to go through, as I said before, a mental condition but what he says after that he says that we lack an understanding and awareness of what mental health is we are ashamed to admit it and it's highly stigmatized which is so correctly like yes it's so stigmatized and we're so ashamed of it and he gives an example for us for us the watchers or the people in the talk to understand what he's talking about and he says like okay let's say that you have to give a toast at your boss's birthday i think it was at your boss's birthday or like a very important work party and he says that you have to cancel because i don't know let's say you have a, you had a panic attack and you have to cancel because you were feeling really anxious and you really can't go you call whatever person you have to go to tell them that you can't go and you don't say like hey I'm not going because I'm feeling very depressed or I'm feeling very anxious or I'm feeling this or that mentally. You tell them, I don't know, my head really hurts or my stomach really hurts or something physical. Because you know that if you say, you know, I'm feeling really depressed today and I really don't want to go out, they're going to say that, like, 
Yeah, right. You know, they're not gonna. It's not like they're not gonna believe you, but they're not gonna think that that's something that's gonna keep you from doing what you have to do. You know, but if you I don't know, you broke your leg. Yeah, that was a bit extreme, but let's say that you broke your leg, you're not physically able to go because your leg hurts. But if your mind is your mind is hurt or your mind is suffering, no one really cares about that. But not cares. Again, it's highly stigmatized because everyone thinks that you can just brush that feeling off and go to whatever place you have to go and do whatever you have to do. And that's and that's where I think this the stigma is, you know, that no one believes that a mental health illness is a serious condition or is a serious thing, just like a stomachache or just like a headache or just like a broken leg, you know. And I think that that's the basis of our problem and the basis of the stigma and that's where we need to start breaking down that that thought you know that that idea that is not something serious and real and i want to tell you that it is real and it is valid and it is valid to not go somewhere to not do something because you're feeling down and depressed and anxious so yeah basically that's what i wanted to say about the top ted talk i totally recommend you watch it we watch the whole thing it's very interesting and it's very, I don't know, it has a lot of information that is very helpful. Going back to something, to like a very informative page and campaign is I know mine, I mentioned it in one of my recent episode. I think it was my second episode or my, yeah, my second episode. I mentioned it is the campaign uh, created by Chris Wood in 2017. It's made to raise money and raise awareness and fight stigma around mental health so yeah i think they raised like the like three fifty thousand dollars like three fifty thousand did you say that correctly well, i don't know they raised a lot of money <laughs> for mental health america uh, so yeah so they have a bunch of information in their page i will totally link it down below i'm gonna say that Okay, so there's a lot of information on the internet and there's a lot of things and screenings online, but I don't mind, kind of recommends you take a, a mental health screening. And I recommend you taking it because, first of all, it's a, it's, a, it's a mental health American tool, but the results are not a diagnosis, but they're a great place to start. That's exactly what it says in the page, you know. It's not something that you should just think that is what you have or is the condition that you have but it's a great place to start and realize that maybe what you're feeling is not normal or it's not something that you should be feeling maybe it's something that you have to talk to with a therapist or talk to someone about but with i don't know how many screenings they wanted to achieve in may but I think it was like a million screenings. If they get to that million screenings, they were going to raise a big amount of money. I don't remember the amount to Mental Health America, the association. So that's very important. So even if you just don't feel like you have a mental health problem, just take a screening and help raise money because it's just so important. So yes, yeah, so that's what I wanted to say about the the. I don't mind screening. Again, it's not a diagnosis. I don't want you to take it as a diagnosis, but it's a great place to start and it's a great way of helping or just making your little contribution to the association. 
So, there's a part in their page, I'm looking at it now, that it says learn and you enter to the place. I don't mind the comments, the page now slash learn and it says in order to talk about your mind, it helps to understand it. Explore these topics to learn more about your mental health. So, it like goes to mention one, two, three, four, five big like mental health conditions anxiety depression ptsd bipolar and schizophrenia so for example let's get into depression and they have like i don't it's, it's great i'm gonna read you like a little summary of what it says but it says you know depression is one of the most common mental health conditions it impacts over 300 million people in the world whoa Depression isn't just feeling sad or struggling through challenges in life, but rather feeling extremely low for an extended period of time and feeling unable to enjoy or function in your day-to-day -day life. Wow. So yeah, so it's not just like, okay, I'm feeling sad today and I'm depressed. No, 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 no. It's that sadness that doesn't let you move on or number one, doesn't let you go on with your normal life. And then it says, what does depression feels like and it has like a bunch of different um feelings that you can have and says sad anxious or empty mood most of the day loss of interest irritability sleeping too much or too little restlessness blah, 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 a lot of things i'm not gonna get into it because if not this episode is gonna be like three hours long but then it says what are the different forms of depression and this also says it about the other four conditions and you have major depressive disorder which is clinical depression persistent depressive disorder postpartum depression premenstrual dysphoric disorder or seasonal affective disorder you know so it's and, and it gives you like a four line explanation about each one and then it tells you how to live with depression and it gives you like a like a little bit of tips of how to deal with it, you know, a healthy lifestyle, talk about it, therapy, medication. And then it tells you to take every mental screening. And then it gives you um, an, another important pages like the Mental Health America page, the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, International Foundation for Research and Education of Depression. And then it gives you the National Suicide prevention line lifeline line, line, life oh my god lifeline so yeah so it's a great page if you want to get more educated about you know different types of depression and the big not the big but like the big groups and you know bipolar or depression is not just one kind you have very different kinds and very different types of and i mean it's just there's a world of mental health conditions but i want to talk about anxiety oh my god why did i just say that like that but i want to talk about anxiety especially because of a netflix documentary okay i'm turning my page on my notebook if you listen to anything that is the thing i use like an old 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 time no what how is, how is that term old school yes that's it i use like an old school notebook and i write with my pen on my notebook my ideas for my podcast i don't use the notes on my phone or the notes on my computer i don't know why it's so therapeutic for me to write my ideas and to see them written by me on a page well asmr but whatever okay so 
I wanted to talk about anxiety because there's de there is this documentary on Netflix called The Mind Explained, which is created by Vox Media, which are my favorite media communications business. I don't know what they are, but I love them. They do my favorite podcast, my favorite Netflix documentaries, my favorite news, my favorite Instagram post. <laughs> I love them. But yeah, they, they, and I loved them even more when they released The Mind Explained because it's such an interesting documentary. I mean, just, they talk about dreams, they talk about meditation, they talk about memories. It's just, it's the best. But there's a specific episode where they talk about anxiety. Literally, it's called anxiety. You need to watch this series because there are just like five episodes. 20 minutes each, like, you can watch them in one, like, night, in one evening, and <laughs> it's so important, but specifically, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, I 100% recommend you watch the Anxiety episode, and I'm going to tell you my favorite information or the information that I think can be very helpful and can be very useful for this episode and for the people listening to this. I got so excited about this like documentary series that I got kind of winded so <laughs> I'm gonna like <gasps> trying to catch my breath <laughs> but um yeah also another thing that you need to know I think that the whole series I don't really remember now but I do think that is the whole series is uh, the voiceovers I don't know how you say that like related it's not related it's told no not told but whatever the voiceover of the whole series is done by emma stone which is so cool i don't know when you hear like a familiar voice i really love her love all her movies and everything that she does so listening to like a familiar voice talking about all of this feels so i don't know satisfying in a very weird way <laughs> well so my favorite information for this episode or about this episode, I mean, they give, they give great examples and they have really professional people talking about this. So I truly recommend you watch it. But I'm going to give you like a nice summary of my favorite things. Okay, I've said it like five times, but now I'm going to do it. Okay, I'm doing it. So they give, in the very first minutes of the episode, they gave a really good explanation. And I'm not even going to try to replicate it about how anxiety works just the feeling of anxiety not the actual disorder and they say that uh, when anxiety starts getting in the way of your life that's when it becomes a disorder and not just a feeling that you're dealing with so yeah so that's very very interesting and yeah i really like the example that they give and then they say that there are different types of anxiety and they can be grouped by the kind of fears that are involved in the anxiety type that you're having yeah first there are the catastrophic 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 fears oh my god that word catastrophic fears that are the beliefs that something really bad is gonna happen and that includes separation anxiety for example separation anxiety as i said which is the excessive fear of being away from loved ones then you have phobias which are specific fears and here you have social anxiety which is the fear of evaluation and being constantly judged and watched uh, the fear of losing control and this one includes the panic disorders because you basically have a panic attack because you feel like you're losing control of the situation or your mind feels like there it is losing control of the situation so it provokes you to have a panic attack and then it says fear of uncertainty which 
I don't know, every time I listen to the word uncertainty, I just go back to my first episode, which is so crazy, but whatever. That's not what I'm what we're talking about today. So yeah, so fear of uncertainty is of not knowing what's gonna happen and here you have generalized anxiety disorder and OCD, which is obsessive composite disorder. I'm not gonna explain each and every single one of the like what is general anxiety disorder and what is OCD because I could be here all day and there are like topics that I'm really interested about but I don't want to make this episode like an hour and a half long because no one's gonna listen to it and I really want people to listen to this episode so I'm just gonna gonna specifically describe what those are because I also feel that OCDs and general generalized anxiety disorder are very personal and everyone has a different way of manifesting that disorder yes i think i said that correctly i'm getting too excited and i think i'm getting my microphone too close to my (laughs) mouth and it's sounding kind of weird because i'm you know i'm listening to myself what i record this and i kind of put my microphone and then like this and then like this (laughs) but yeah sorry it's a topic that i really i'm interested in and it gets me very not excited but it gets me excited to talk about it and the thought of people listening to this and getting themselves educated in mental health there's gets me excited because i want to just fight the stigma so badly but going back so yeah so after all of that comes my favorite part of the episode where they talk about social media i said okay maybe or actually then they ask the question like is social media affecting our 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 mental health and our anxiety or are we living in an anxiety epidemic because of social media and they say yes i mean basically because you have the highlight reel of everyone you follow right there in just one click and you just look at everyone just being so happy and just so pretty and so thin and all of these things and you're like oh my god why am i not like this why my life why is my life so miserable and you compare yourself or whatever but he mentioned like a study that some scientific scientifics or some people have searched or looked into you know the different um how, how the different numbers of people affected by anxiety each year and they said like there's not a proof or not one specific proof that says that you know in the last decade because of social media anxiety has been more important or this is the only anxiety epidemic we've lived through and they give the example of two places the victorian england and at the very same time americans so i'm gonna gonna make like a very nice brief summary about what they say because i found this so interesting when they just link history topics to actual like present relevant topics you you, i am hooked you know i'm hooked forever basically (laughs) if you don't know the victorian era goes from like late 17th 17th century until very early 18th century so to kind of place your mind in that historic moment and it says that people were very anxious at that time about swelling cities the gulf between the rich and the poor and new technologies and like they were experiencing an anxiety epidemic because of all of those things and 
uh, they sometimes turn to laudanum. I think that's kind of that's what it could but it's a mix of alcohol and opium to quiet the racing minds. I mean, what the hell? Just think about it. I don't know if psychology. I think it's. A, I don't know if it existed. I'm not even gonna try <laughs> to invent something here. But they didn't. They weren't even close to grasping the whole idea of what mental health and mental disorders are. So think about people just feeling anxious about all those things and new technologies and money and they were like 17th century i mean just it just flows blows my mind but at the same historic period in america they claim to have their own variety of anxiety that which they call americanitis i just find that so funny that they go that they had like a name to the anxiety disorder that they were going through the cures that they find for this Americanitis where women were prescribed with rescue which was like bed rest for 8 weeks 8 weeks of bed rest and men, of course there was this whole huge gap between women and men, but men were sent to the western cure the western cure means that they were sent to western territories to live in cabins and hunt and kind of ranch and kind of have like a more slow-paced life basically between the people that had to do this was future president Teddy Roosevelt which is so crazy to me like you know to know that he suffered from anxiety I don't know why it is so crazy to me but it is and then Another period of, of time, this is life. They talk about life after World War II, and this is the that period was a period of growth and change. And a refugee from World War II, a chemist called Frank Berger, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, <laughs> discovered a chemical that calmed down rats but didn't knock them out. So, to so like he started, I don't know how you say it commercializing the drug <laughs> and by 1955 it was all a smell down and it was the best selling drug in the US I mean what? <laughs> even Elvis, Elvis Presley like names it? I don't know they show it in the episode it's so crazy you know to think that and then they kind of conclude this historic part of the episode by saying that big change Sorry, big changes have always meant new triggers and we keep inventing new reasons to be anxious. And I just, when I heard that, my mind went straight to coronavirus 2020 global crisis pandemic, you know, I mean, there's such like a valid big trigger for anxiety nowadays, which is basically coronavirus and a global pandemic. And I don't know, I just, I wanted to, tell you that and to kind of I don't know think for yourselves you know maybe not maybe I mean we are going through an anxiety epidemic right now not only because of social media but because of what has happened in the world in the past year and yeah I mean just if you feel anxious just know that it's not new it's not from the last decade it has anxiety has been happening since forever i mean humans have always suffered from anxiety it's not a new disorder it's not 
not a new thing or nothing that should have stigma. So I just, I really, I don't, my mind can grasp the idea of why there's such a big stigma around anxiety. And not only anxiety, every single mental disorder, because it's something that goes back so far in time that it's just, I don't understand that you know something that even a future, well, a past president and now Teddy Roosevelt felt or dealt with and it's just crazy. I mean, you can understand that at that time they didn't really classify it or call it, you know, a mental health disorder because they didn't have the means or the information that we have now and the fact that now we know what it is and we know it's a condition and an illness and something that can be very comparable and basically the same as, you know, breaking an arm or breaking a leg and people just don't treat it the same way maybe because it has like a different treatment or a different way to quote-unquote cure it because i don't think that you can actually cure anxiety but you can deal with it and learn to deal with it but yeah the stigma still you just don't get it that's what i'm <laughs> going through with this you know rant it's just anxiety and mental health goes so far back in time there's actually no reason for the stigma it has around it okay so that's it for the anxiety episode of the mind explained i 100% recommend you watch the whole series really but if you don't have time or you don't want to or don't feel like it just watch that specific episode because it makes so much sense when you just watch the whole episode and understand everything and i mean the historic part they put like little videos of the time it's really cool so i really like it but now to kind of not round but to kind of yeah maybe round there's not much left to what i want to say on this episode i want to talk about the link that mental health has to physical health and again this is a topic i'm very interested in and i feel like it's very important because without mental health you don't have any type of physical health and you can just even google every single link that a mental health disorder has to a physical disorder, heart disease, or whatever, you know? And I think that that's something very important to keep in mind that people sometimes just treat the physical symptoms without thinking or even just making like a psychological consultation or a psychological, psychological check-in maybe i don't know how it's called and vice versa also too i mean sometimes people are so like focused that's the word focused on the psychological condition that they have that they don't even like think of looking into the physical condition that may be causing the psychological issue you know i think that the psychological and the physical are so connected to each other and are so important and i think that we all are like guilty of forgetting the link that they both have i mean just go to just think about when you have an exam or you have a very very important job interview and your stomach has to hurt or your head hurts when you have had a very long stressful day i mean that is not just because you know there is a link between the psychological and the physical and i think that we should really keep that in mind and what i wanted to talk about specifically is 
especially now because I feel like it's a very important thing, you know, immune system connection to mental health, especially because of the COVID risk that you can have if your your immune system is weaker than the regular one. So I want to talk about that very briefly, and then I'm going to tell you what helps with mental health, and then I'm going to close with some of my favorite initiatives that I have seen nowadays with COVID and everything going on. So yeah, study, or I mean, an article with that is from August from 2019 that says there's a new link found between immune system and mental health. And it says that mental health affects how we think, feel, and act, but it also affects our physical health, as I said, how our body deals with infection and how we recover and repair. I mean, just think about that. You need your body working at its best, especially now with a global pandemic. I'm not laughing or anything. I just find it so funny that no one pays attention to mental health when it's so relevant and important because here it says, immune systems, the problems from... Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I got so excited. But yeah, immune system has problems that... The cause can be linked to mental health and vice versa. A mental health condition can be linked to your immune system. But it says people with mental disorders are are more susceptible to immune system disorders and vice versa. I know I repeated the same thing over and over. And I mean, there's a whole... I'm going to leave the article down below because there's this whole scientific explanation with it big names and big chemical names that I'm not even going to get to right now because it's very complicated, but the fact that the immune system and mental health have a connection, it's just, it's all you need to know to be aware and be taking care of your mental health now, you know, just like you wash your hands and you wear a face mask, you have to be aware of your mental health during this time globally because if you don't have a good strong immune system you are a very much high risk of getting the coronavirus or i mean any disease nowadays but i'm mentioning covid because everyone mentions the importance of the immune system now and no one gives attention to mental health and it gets me so mad but yeah (laughs) Now I'm going to talk about what helps with mental health. And of course, what helps the most is talking about it. I again recommend you take the screening not only to raise money, but to start somewhere. Of course, as I said, like three million times, it's not a diagnosis, but it's somewhere where you can start. And even if you don't want to take the screening, just go to itemmind.com and read their page. It's so informative. It's so good. It's so important. So yeah. I recommend you start there and also talking about it, talking about your feelings with a friend, with a family member, just anyone. I mean, you can even talk to me, a stranger on the internet, if you don't know me about mental issues that you're dealing with. I mean, you could just, there's so many ways to talk to people. And if that is hard for you because, I don't know, you you really don't know how you feel or you don't really feel like talking about it or you feel like people are going to pity you or whatever, There's there are different ways to deal with it. Um, again, 
when it comes to talking about it, I forgot to mention therapy. Therapy is very important. I went to therapy and I'm not scared to say it. I know so many people that have gone to therapy, so many people that are going to therapy right now. It's completely normal. It's okay. And people should be able to talk about it more freely and not be treated like crazy because they go to therapy because it's not that, you know, it's not that. <laughs> the stigma around therapy also angers me so much. But also you can... Things that are... I mean, now there's these two things as meditation, and I wasn't going to mention it, but I think that a lot of people use it and it's very helpful for them i don't know much about it so i'm not going to talk about it i i haven't ever really tried it so i'm not gonna even gonna go there but if meditation works for you and you want to tell me why just tell me on my instagram on my dms anywhere i would love to know where to start with meditation and how to start and now i wanted to talk about oh my god sorry for that weird sound i saw it on my like program Okay, so now I wanted to talk about exercise, which is something that people have been talking about forever, that it helps mental health and this and that. And I want to tell you why it actually helps mental health and helps decreases, decrease stress. Yeah, decrease stress. <laughs> stress. Oh my God, I can talk. I've been here for like an hour now. So yeah, but yeah, I want to tell you why, because basically exercise is the only thing that we can do anywhere whenever especially right now you just look for whatever workout you want on youtube or you even just walking for 10 minutes here says that even just a 10 minute walk helps you and also just dancing around in a room i mean anything helps you don't need a long specific gym routine with weights and stuff you can just dance around your room for like 30 minutes do a 10 minute walk i mean anything so exercise helps because it releases good chemicals in the brain which are endorphins yes and serotonin okay so yeah so even just a 10 minute walk helps you release these good chemicals in your brains and it also increases the size of the hippocampus which is <laughs> i cannot believe i'm talking like scientifically now but the hippocampus is the part of the brain that is responsible for memory because okay so how it Increases the sizes, increases the connections between the nerve cells in the brain, which improves, as I said, memory and helps protect the brain against any injury or disease. I mean, just by making like a 30 minute walk every day, 10 minute walk every day, you can help your memory and your brain from suffering any kind of injury. It's that's just crazy, you know, and I think that if you're not working out or anything right now, you don't have to. I don't say that you don't have to, but just thinking about when you, I don't know, when you're hurt and your head hurts and you take a pill for it, like an Advil and ibuprofen, um, just think about exercise away, just a way to help you deal with your anxiousness and your stress. And here it says that... Exercise also decreases stress because increasing your heart rate can actually reverse stress-induced brain damage by stimulating the production of neurohormones. Whoa, that's a lot. But I mean, it was very clear, you know, if you increase your heart rate, you can actually reduce stress, you know. And it also says that 
It also forces body's central and synthetic nervous system to communicate with one another, improving the body's overall ability to respond to stress. So yeah, that's all the information that I have about exercise and reducing stress and reducing anxiousness and mental health. But I mean, I don't know, I found it so interesting that just doing even like you don't have to do a very again complicated thing you can just dance around in your room for like 30 40 minutes and it's gonna help you <laughs> with all of these things so yeah so to kind of close this episode i want to talk about the initiatives that i really been loving lately there are two one is i'm gonna talk about the more not professional but the more i don't know how to call it but there's one there's for new yorkers there's called how are you really which was initiated initiated that's the word <laughs> it was initiated by governor cuomo from new york city i love him he's the best and he launched uh, this with his brother-in-law which is helping to address mental health and stress during the pandemic. So he's encouraging people to talk up, talk about it and they have like a hotline. I mean, I'm going to leave all the information down below, of course, but he says that is there's a free phone number that anyone can call and he describes it as an emotional support hotline. And yeah, I mean, I just feel like an initiative by a governor like that is so important and I feel like everyone in the world should be also focusing in mental health not only because people are quarantining that is not normal and that's not a normal situation for someone to go through by of any age anywhere also again as I said the link between mental health and the immune system is so important to or for people to feel support it you know and feel like they they can't talk about it you know because people are feeling very scared and anxious and fearful and you know just helping people talk about it and open about it and open up about it that open about it that's not the one but also there's another initiative that is called i think it's called truth by lauren elizabeth i'm gonna look the actual screenshot that i took from one of her stories it was so important yes it was the truth challenge and she says that i think it's hard for everyone some days to log on to social media and see high that reels some days inspiring and fun and some days just not so i figured i share some truths to keep it real especially during this time because why the hell not and she tagged a lot of people and i have all the screenshots here so the people I follow just telling you know truth about how they're feeling and I feel like that is so important for influencers to do you know you have Lauren Elizabeth telling you that she hasn't been working out and he sh- she has oh my god she has been feeling really anxious lady and then you have Alisa Lynch with like an eye infection and telling you that she misses her mom then you have Katie Bellardi talking about how she has muted some people and feeling not good enough and feeling very anxious again and then you have Chasey, JC Marie Smith telling you how she's she has been overworking herself and I mean I know there is kind of st- not stupid but maybe insignificant things but logging into your Instagram 
on a day that you feel very anxious and seeing that people are also struggling with mental health and you're not the only one is so important and also you know to influencers to influence <laughs> in a good way i think they have to be relatable and you are not you know a nice positive butterfly but at this time you know you are everyone is mental health has been challenged by this and i think it's very important to share it and to talk about it so it for today's episode thank you so much for listening to this and the last message that i want to leave you with is you know mental health talk about it help fight the stigma educate yourself and others and just try your best really there's not right or wrong way to go through it to deal with it just be kind to yourself and yeah help fight the stigma you know start talking about it because if you start talking about it with your friends they're gonna start talking about it with you and then you know the the cycle just go on goes on and the stigma is gonna be you know eliminated in a few years hopefully so start talking about it and yeah help find the stigma and also very important educate yourself as you said educate yourself and then educate others and not in like a i'm better than you because i'm more educated but just help others learn what mental health actually is and what conditions people suffer and what are my comments and how people deal with them you know that also helps fight the stigma so thank you so much for listening to today's episode thank you so much if you listen to any episode of my podcast but i hope you like this because i'm very interested in this topic and i feel it's very important so thank you so much and uh see you next week bye